Hello. Hey, Kara. This is Hi. I was just, um, I'll have to edit this part because I was kind of waiting until you guys all joined. Oh, um, nice. Before I started talking. But I'll edit it out. So no worries. Okay. Just waiting on Sierra, I think. Y'all, I thought this was going to be a video. I did my hair. And makeup. <laughs> no, it's audio. <laughs> I asked if you guys wanted to do Zoom, but probably in, in January, I'm going to start doing, um, because I'm going to create a YouTube channel. YouTube channel and Ooh. we're going to um, the YouTube channel we're going to start I'll put video on there so yeah so I'm the only person without a picture <laughs> who's that who said that me Kiara yeah I'll upload a picture then girl I don't know how to do that I'm scared to leave this little app I don't know what oh no don't do it now <laughs> <laughs> so do how do I meet myself <laughs> Huh? There's no option for me to meet myself? No. <laughs> oh, child. See, I'm sorry. That, that's risky. That's risky. I'm, I'm going to edit all of this out, what we're talking about, so don't worry. I'm just talking about, you know, what if I need to step away to go to the bathroom while holding Oh, Lord, Sierra, <laughs> please hold it. <laughs> I mean, I went to the bathroom before we started, but 45 oh, minutes alone. She got an old lady bladder. Sierra, you are a You know you got to know how to hold your bladder. Oh, it's not, exactly. even, it's not even a bladder, for real. It's just, now I got to hold my phone real still. Like, I can't even put my phone down because oh. I feel like it's going to make noise. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are funny. <laughs> okay, so let's start here and then... um. So we can start and I can, because I know y'all have stuff to do. What time is it in Kuwait, Holder? Isn't it like? It's 7 p.m. I'm good. Oh, okay. Well, let, look, hold on. Let me clear my voice real quick. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, I know. Why can't I, I, I mute y'all? Y'all, Kara. Hair is down when it had its slayed yesterday. What is going on? <laughs> y'all are funny. <laughs> I just <clears throat> like I need to get that out now. <clears throat> just in Everybody case. ready? <laughs> Y'all gonna be able yes. to hear me sipping my tea? Yes, yes that's ready. okay. I wish I had tea too. <laughs> oh man, we're ready. All right, all right. Good morning, guys. This is Brandy with I Teach International, and for the month of December, as as I've been stating, um, we're doing teacher and entrepreneurial spotlights and this morning we're doing um a spotlight on three lovely entrepreneurs the passport portal and so you lovely ladies can tell everyone who you are hello everyone my name is holy despin and i'm currently a teacher in kuwait i am also the founder of the passport portal which is a nonprofit foundation helping qualifying college students obtain a U.S. passport. So as of right now, I'm teaching virtually, working on my nonprofit, and just trying to get through this pandemic. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Sierra Hodges, and I am the vice president of the Passport Portal. Um, I am a birth, bereavement, and postpartum doula, as well as a childbirth educator and a yoga teacher. 
So um, that is all the entrepreneur, entrepreneur, that's a hard word, entrepreneurial. <laughs> yep, there it is. See, that's why we're a team, entrepreneurial stuff that I do. Um, and I'm really excited to be talking about the Passport Portal today because we're not supposed to have favorites, but I definitely have a favorite. <laughs> and I am Kiara Thompson and I've taught in Kuwait. I currently teach fifth grade English, reading, writing, and social studies. I am in the U.S. I am not overseas anymore. I teach back here home in Houston and um, I am the treasurer for the Passport Portal. So any of your money issues will come through me. That is so awesome, and Kira, I didn't know that you were here in Houston because I'm here too. Girl, where? <laughs> Sugarland. I'm in Katy. We right up the street. I know. We'll have to meet for some tea. Yes. <laughs> or you can come. Could have been an in-person interview. Nice. Y'all are funny. Um. Okay, guys. So the reason why I chose you guys, um. It's because um, I, I've known Holda and Sierra, but this is my first time meeting Kira. But, um, and I knew, I, I was really impressed when Sierra started her, um, her business with um, the doula services. I thought it was just an amazing thing. And then Holda, I know, was a teacher and she's traveled all over the world. And so I was just really impressed. And then when I saw that you started a business I was so excited for you and um and really impressed so what made you um well I guess we can before you start talking about your company uh, what made you all get into education because Sierra you used to be a teacher in Kuwait too <laughs> yes I did so what made you all get into education I'll go first anyway. um I started education because I really, really like kids. Um, mm -hmm. I've always done things and activities with children. When I was in high school, I worked during the summers at the children's at the children's library. So I've always been very interested in kids. And I think what I really love is that aha moment is when students actually get what you're trying to tell them. Because you have a lot yeah. of times when people feel like, oh, you're just teaching and they're like blank walls and they're not listening to you. But it really mm -hmm. is what they learn and they they you embedded in them and they really just live out what you've taught them. Like even teaching in Kuwait, I've noticed that some of the students I taught ended up talking with a Southern drawl and they mm -hmm. used y'all. And it's just because they watch your mannerisms and they're empty and you just have to fill them up with everything that you know about everything. And they're so they want to learn from you. And that's the thing I love about children is that you can change a child's mind within two seconds and you might get angry with them and the next minute they love you and they don't care and they move on with their day and I really that's yeah. what I really love about education mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes I love it for me um I knew that I always wanted to be a teacher my dad was a teacher mm -hmm. so I do believe that's where my passion for teaching came from mm -hmm. And I also remember as a small child, I would grab my dad's books, line them up, and use them as a school desk. And my <laughs> students would be all of my stuffed animals, <laughs> my dogs. <laughs> and I would force, I mean, I would nicely ask my two younger siblings to join me. <laughs> I would also use my closet door as like a chalkboard. 
my siblings were so over it. They were just done completely over it. <laughs> but I went to school. I went to school for education. And I always knew in my heart that I wanted to be a primary school teacher. I love teaching kids. And kids are honestly amazing. Like Kiara was saying, they're so forgiving. Mm-hmm. Like one minute, you could like yell. Well, not yell at them, but be strict with them. Next second, they completely love you again. Yeah. Um, so working with kids is absolutely amazing. And also, I had some amazing teachers like during my primary years, middle school years, and high school years that made me want to become a teacher even more. Mm-hmm. And I never dreamed about teaching abroad, but I'm so glad that I took the leap of faith and gave it a try. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Sierra? That's so cute, Holder. I mean, I, I can imagine <laughs> not wanting to be in your classroom when you <laughs> all, the, child all day. Teacher. I was thinking the same thing. But it's... <laughs> But it's still really cute, though. Like you, you were passionate and you, you went for it. I think that's that's wonderful. Um, so, I my degree is in theater, Clarkland University. <clears throat> Excuse me, I graduated from Clarkland University, and um, I received my degree in theater. And so the original goal was to perform, which I did a, a good amount of that over the years. And after I graduated, I just realized that I I really enjoyed doing my my side job, which was teaching theater. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot more than going to auditions. I was like, maybe it's time for me to let go of this dream of performing because I wasn't even passionate about it anymore. Um, and so I literally did an internship my junior year um, to teach street theater, which is basically like theater without walls. Like you you, you use what you have, you perform you know, with whatever you have, which little did I know would prepare me for teaching with little to no resources um, years later. But But that's pretty much how I got into it. I was just like, I just found myself preparing for auditions like, this is boring. And I am not a person who can do something, like force myself to do something that I'm not interested in. I just, Mm -hmm. I have to have like some sort of motivation. So I was like, well, this is what I enjoy doing. So let me do it. And then listen, and I was like, oh, this this is cool. It's and I can do this. <laughs> and y'all gonna mm-hmm. y- y- y'all gonna pay me to come? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's how that started. I found a job um teaching overseas and that was all she wrote. You couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um so the next question that I have is I'm I'm not kind of going in order. I'm kind of going um all over the place. Um but um tell us about your company. Um what do you do? What like how do you um because I was really um intrigued by um what you're offering people and maybe before you do that Kind of tell us, like, what countries have you guys lived and taught in? Because Holda is is a for real world traveler. I know how many places she's traveled to, but what about the rest of you all? I'll start. Uh, this is Sierra. So um, to answer the last question, I have lived and taught in China and Kuwait. Mm-hmm. And China is actually where I met Holt, but we didn't live in the same city. We um, met through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went on a trip that was very interesting. It was a very, very interesting trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but later, um, 
I moved to Kuwait and Holda eventually came over to Kuwait as well. And that's really when we got close. So as far as like yeah. what the passport portal does, and I'll turn it over to Holda to, to talk more detail, but she really just like hit me up one day and was like, I really want to like do this thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. You know? And then we talked about it for a very long time and then we procrastinated and we finally, we finally buckled down. I really think it was when we brought Kiara in because Kiara's like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Kiara's like our mother. Um, so she, <laughs> she helped us to like really focus everything and, you know, get, make the vision more clear. But Holda just had this idea. She was like, studying abroad was great, but I was broke. So, you know, like I remember how expensive passports were. And so I just want to be able to help young students, particularly young students of color, um, you know, start their journey traveling. Because as we know, as, as Americans, it's not, mm-hmm. it's only just becoming popular for the collective to travel beyond the Bahamas and Jamaica. You know exactly. what I mean? So like right. actually like moving abroad to study or moving abroad to teach is like, whoa, you know, but the foundation, the beginning of all of that is having your passport. So we just have been working together to try to come up with a way to award passports to college students who want to start their journeys abroad. That's awesome. Very true, Sierra, because that's the reason I didn't do study abroad was because I didn't have a passport. I didn't know the steps. It just seemed like an endless amount of paperwork and mm-hmm. I never did it. And I always passed the study abroad signs in college. I was like, oh, I wish I could do this. And then also too, I didn't have the money um, at the time. Yeah. And I also didn't have that extra $145 to just fork out for a passport to try to go overseas. Mm-hmm. So that's very true. You, you hit that on the head. That's awesome that, um, that you came up with this idea holder, but you know, I also too had to bypass the idea of studying abroad while I sat and watched all my friends be, you know, able to do it, but it wasn't more like a financial issue because I was getting refund checks from school. So I could have funded that and they were giving funding for people to do that, to go, you know, to go take these courses overseas, but I'm, I'm a single mother. So what about my child? I can't leave her while I go travel the world and go study abroad. So that was the issue that I had as being a single parent that I couldn't do that. Yeah. I could definitely see that being an issue. Yes. Um, But luckily, like when I was studying abroad, as you're all saying that you didn't have the knowledge or the resources to, luckily I had someone, um, I kind of grew up with her and she was working at the study abroad office at Rutgers during that time. So I had her there guiding me and helping me throughout all of the different stages and like the financial aspect of everything. So that's why I wanted to create the Passport Portal because I wanted to help future study abroad students. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And so can you tell us a little bit more about like, how do you like, is it only for college students? And like, what do you, um, how do you help them? It's only for college. It's only for undergraduate and graduate students. Okay. And we help them. They would have to go to our website at www.passportportal.com. Mm-hmm. They would have to apply for a scholarship, which would be in the form of a U.S. passport, $145. They would have to answer the three essay questions. And once, if they're chosen by our selective members, then they would receive a passport. That's really cool. 
And we also provide information and eventually we want to provide scholarships once they do study Studying abroad. Them. And we also want to provide resources to assist them. Oh, so you so they can win they can win a scholarship if they write an essay um to get a pass you help them get that passport and then they can get more funding for their studying abroad. Um yeah, eventually we would like to give them more funding because I know as when you're studying abroad, it's very expensive, yes, it especially is. if you don't come from a family of money, like mm-hmm. not everyone's mom can be like, oh, here's $2,000 to go study abroad mm-hmm. for some extra cash yes. money. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing idea that you came up with. Do you, um, do you help them with any type of, um, so do you guys just help them with like um, getting the, um, getting the passports or do you do anything other further than that like helping them um, beyond just getting passports I'll do you that. give them tips and things okay. like that i'll take that question so on our website um, we have a couple of different uh, resources we have our blog and then we use social media primarily because that is um, what's most commonly used these days blogs are still very important and I'm saying that as someone who likes to read and write but the majority of <laughs> the majority of um, what are they referred to generation Z the majority of generation Z mm-hmm. they are you know like the way to get in touch with them is social media so what we do on our social yeah. media platform is we share um, little snippets from the blog and if they want to go and get the full story they can we also share travel tips um, you know, and just things that are closely related to what what you would be experiencing going overseas. Like, but that said, as a scholarship recipient, you will always have us as a resource. So if you have questions, oh, and if nice. you you know you can email us, you can you can reach out to us, and it's sort of like you become a part of the passport portal community. So um, when you're going through your visa process or when you're, you know, of course, like at each school, they have study abroad people to help you with those things. But if you just find yourself, you mm-hmm. know, with a, a, a personal question or like, what do I need to pack? Stuff like that. Like, we're happy to help you with, with those sorts of things because we've exactly. done that. Thing. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I know... Sierra told um, mentioned that she lived and and worked in China. What about you, um, Holda? Um, what countries have you guys uh, traveled to and lived in? Because I know a lot of uh, listeners are are you know they're afraid and they don't want to go to other countries because of course not right not right now because of the current situation that globally what we're in, but like what countries have you traveled to just because I know this is going to give them a little insight how experienced you guys blow their are. mind hold up blow their mind go <laughs> okay I have lived in three and I was able to teach in two it all started from my amazing study abroad experience mm-hmm. I lived in Thessaloniki Greece for about five months mm-hmm. and after getting a small taste of living and traveling around Europe I was like, okay, that's it. I'm moving abroad after I graduate. I love you, mom. I love you, family. I love you, friends, but I have to go. I feel like once you get a little taste, you just want to continue to (laughs) travel and the travel bug. You just have the travel bug. Mm -hmm. So I was able to teach for two years in Shenzhen, China. Mm -hmm. So I got to travel around Southeast Asia during that time. Um, I loved it, but 
two years in China was it was enough for me. Like I, I was just done. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I, I love you guys, but I, I gotta go. So I went back to the U.S. and I subbed for a few months, and um, I subbed in New Jersey, and I also decided to backpack around Europe for seventy eight days, just me and my little backpack, same outfits. <laughs> got tired of them so I backpacked around Europe and I went back home to sub and after subbing for a few months I was like nope uh uh-uh nope 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 take me back abroad because teaching and living in the U.S. right now it's definitely not for me so I messaged my friend Cheyenne some of you guys well you all know her and was like hey girl um could you please send me some information about Kuwait because I can't with this U.S. life anymore I I need to venture off abroad Mm -hmm. again so I remember getting in and I remember annoying Sierra with a lot of questions related to living in Kuwait and the whole visa process. As you all know, that process is very exciting. Kuwait has a very special <laughs> visa mess. process. I mean, it is strenuous. The okay? visa process for and, Kuwait is and beyond it's ridiculous. Better, as in, there's more stuff we got to do now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're really, really strict. But you know what? It just goes to show you how spoiled we are as Americans um, because we're mm-hmm. so used to ha- like easily having access to different countries. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You want me to do what? Why don't you do that? That is such yes. a great point. Very, that's very true. That is it's, such an we're all, point. Most Americans are very entitled, and so they feel that, oh, you know, I'm going into a different country, but you have to respect mm-hmm. other people's rules religions and things like that and th- and that's something that you have to to take in whenever you travel overseas you want to make sure where you're traveling to what is going on and that's mm-hmm. another thing that will will help you with like if you're traveling to a certain country things you might want to wear things you don't want to wear to be respectful of the culture mm-hmm. um that's one thing that will help yeah. you with too with the passport portal that's that's awesome so what's so in total Calder, how many countries have you been to 46. I oh mean, I counted God. the U.S. and Haiti because I was born there, so I technically 44 countries. <laughs> those, those, they count. <laughs> they count. They count. They count. They count. Oh, that's amazing, Walter. That is And awesome. I told myself that I was going to be in Kuwait for one year, and four? it is look now at, look, year look, four. Look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> Kuwait is not so is not a bad oh, country. I love and, you know, if oh, no. my daughter wasn't Oh, it's not. I love it. And I loved living there too. If my daughter, you know, given the prior situation that happened to me, you know, but I and it wasn't the country's fault, it was the school's fault. And that that's a whole nother situation. But um if my daughter wasn't going to college, then I would definitely, you know, go back um to Kuwait because it's it was a easy living, and it made me extremely lazy. It was so but luxurious. I loved it. It, it, so it was. I only left because I so was nice. having a baby. Um, but yeah, I still would probably still be in Kuwait right now teaching. <laughs> yes, and the that. vacation time. <laughs> um, we'll the, visit. The, yes, that January <laughs> off. I, I, I'm. It's killing me because I have to go back to work next Monday, and I'm like, ugh. I usually have like a full month to myself in January. <laughs> me too. They only gave yeah. us one week only off. Got one week. Yeah. Yes, one week. We'll I'm back yeah. Monday. So, 
it depends. Oh. It depended on what school you worked at. Cause I <laughs> we had a like a what they would call a Western holiday. So we had like the traditional two, two and a half weeks that um most American school have. American schools have. See, y'all, I promise I can speak and I am an eloquent person. I just struggle sometimes. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are some schools that have like more extended breaks. Like my school, for example, we didn't get more time off in January, but we got two weeks for spring break, where most yes, schools only did. got one. And you I got also a whole got week the, off for oh, National Day. Quick, for National Day, yes. Yeah. We only so got two I wasn't days. complaining at all. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> that is so awesome that um that you've been to that many countries and and not just you but you know I'm sure that all of you all have because we when we lived abroad um we were able to travel to so many different countries and see how other people yes. live so it was a hot and jump away. you're using yes <laughs> and you're, you're able to now use your experience that you have had to help other people. And I think that's an awesome thing. Um, so my next question is, is how have you guys managed during the pandemic um, as of now? Because it seems like, it seemed like at one point the pandemic was getting a little bit better, but now it seems like it's getting a little bit back to where we were in um, at the height of it this time last year. Um, this pandemic has been something else. It has been something unreal. And I had all sorts of different feelings during it at first when it hit kuwait and school kept getting canceled we were sort of happy about it i was like as long as that paycheck hits my nbk account then i'm good <laughs> oh nbk, NBK is <laughs> the best bank to this time. day okay nbk never miss a beat i love nbk they're sponsored right <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I was honestly blessed to receive a paycheck every month because not every teacher in Kuwait was mm -hmm. lucky to some teacher salaries we were getting cut and some were even getting fired um, even around the world people were losing their jobs left and right yeah. and struggling yeah. to make ends meet so I was just grateful to have a job at the end mm -hmm. of the day yes um, but, but however like living abroad during this pandemic and being away from family was truly hard especially after finding out that my mom had COVID um, oh it, was, it was tough and heartbreaking because you're thousands of miles away and you feel completely helpless. Um, and even if I was able to go home, I would still have to quarantine for two weeks and still be away from her. So there were just like many things going through my mind during that time. But luckily, she had an incredible support system at home. And thank God, alhamdulillah, she was fine. <laughs> yes, that's so good. Oh, my God. What about the rest of you all? Have, how have you managed during the pandemic? Um, so during the pandemic, I was here with a six-month-old um, who had just started crawling. So it was actually good because I got to actually see her transition and go from immobile to mobile to, from, to pulling up, crawling, running, or walking, running really fast. Um, so it was really good. We got mm. out a lot we went outside a lot so that made her more of an outdoorsy kid versus a kid that sits on her iPad or tablet I don't whatever these new kids do these days um so that was good I, I got to spend a lot of time with her even though I spent a lot of time with her previous but it was different because I would find 
like I guess solitude and going to the stores but I couldn't do that anymore because of the pandemic so we really just Mm -hmm. went around walking and I got out and to enjoy nature a little bit it was it was definitely tough mentally just being her and I for six months March, yeah. April, May, June, July. Yep, six months. It was, it was, it was a very long, long time. Um, just being her and I, it was very stressful because we didn't, we saw literally each other every single day. I, we didn't have people over. Um, but it, it also made me want to go back into work, um, back into teaching in August because I was so... I needed to do something. I needed to get out. So I guess it was good. And to be able to have it, be able to get a job during the pandemic was also really a, a blessing because I know a lot of people lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were furloughed, uh, you know, and the stores weren't open. And if you weren't considered essential, whichever, whatever they deemed essential at the time, I felt that was crazy. Um, worked out. So it was, it definitely was tough. And I, I'm scared to know what's going to happen over the next few weeks since everyone's going to be coming off for from their holidays mm-hmm. and seeing family and traveling. Um, so we shall see what we will be doing in February. <laughs> wow. What about you, Sierra? Ooh, it was rough, y'all. Um... <laughs> oh okay um i know that's right now what y'all wanted to hear after this positive story um but it was, mine was rough i came back to the united states of america and i was supposed to be here for six months and i say that because i have zero mm-hmm. intention of being a person who continues to reside in this country yet here i am 18 months later um i love my country I was born here, raised here. It will always be a part of me. However, ghetto, when I'm working overseas, I don't pay rent. I don't pay rent. Bills. No. I don't, don't, like, you know, I don't deal with flights and nothing like that. So I was prepared to just come home. And I came home for two specific reasons. To get my yoga teacher certification and to get my hypnobirth and childbirth educator certification. And this year was supposed to be out, okay? But here I am working on trusting God's timing and being present and showing gratitude. But it took me a while to get here because I was mad. I was mad and I and, and, and I was broke. Because you know what they did to me? You know what they did to my business? They stopped letting us in the hospital, okay? They was like, no doulas in the hospital. And I was like, oh. okay, so you, you, you want me to come to this country and pay rent, but you but you don't stop me from getting work. And then, you you you, you know, people, people out of work, people out of jobs, they got to start choosing what services is going to be most important. And unfortunately, in America, having a doula or having, taking a childbirth class is, is, is a luxury. It's not something that happens every day. Yeah, not all yeah. insurances cover it. So there were a lot of people who wanted to hire me, mm-hmm. but they couldn't. So here I was like, okay, uh, in the middle of my yoga teacher training, which had to end up being on Zoom, which let, let me tell you, 200 hours of um, yoga on Zoom. Not, it's, just, it's just not ideal. <laughs> oh, it's not ideal. So. Um, there were a lot of ups, ups and downs for Sierra, but I eventually got to a place where I was like, okay, you know what? Everything's taken care of. Rent has been paid every month um, by the grace of God. And um, now, now that I've shifted my mindset and shifted my perspective, things are falling into place a lot more quickly. Um, but I feel like I needed, I needed mm-hmm. to go through that, you know, 
to kind of get to where I am now. So I'm grateful overall. I do think a lot of people are like, this year was terrible. And yeah, in a lot of ways it was, but I do think it was necessary for what's about to happen in the world. So yeah. um, I'm good today. Yeah. Thanks for asking. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Wow, Sierra, you Can just made me realize I haven't been on vacation in almost three summers because this summer was the pandemic. Last summer was yeah. uh, I was pregnant. I, so I definitely wasn't going nowhere. Oh my goodness. Now I'm sad. Thank you. it's been a whirlwind for I think everybody and I think even for me like Sierra said like I came I honestly we were not going to come back here but we were forced to come back and then when we came back I'm like you know what I don't want to be here let me find somewhere else to go and then I started a company and then things just started shifting and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I can go back abroad anymore because, you know, maybe I can for business, but to live, to live there, I can't because my daughter's education. And so it just kind of his, like, you know, Sierra said his timing. And unfortunately, you know, I can't live abroad, but I can still travel. So I'm hoping they get this little thing under control so we can get back to business of traveling. Mm-hmm. Our passports exactly. feel forgotten. I know. I know. Oh my God. My, I, I'm ready to go. And I keep seeing all these people traveling. They're going to Tulum and all these places and Dubai. And I'm, I'm like, so jealous. I'm jealous too, but I'm just not. Scared. You know, it would be easy. Yeah, and I'm that's yeah. really the biggest part is that I'm terrified because I'm we're coming from Texas, Texas to go to the Middle East. That's over 18 hours. plus hours on an airplane. I'm yeah, not no. doing that. That's not safe to me. It's mm-hmm. definitely scary, and I don't blame you. And like you keep saying, you have a daughter. Like I, I really feel like the people that are traveling like freely right now, they don't have kids. No, they don't. They, so I, I feel like they don't. I have to wake up and get up and do things for this little person. I have to take care of this person. I can't take care of this person not 100%. It just won't work. It's not going to work. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so you guys have told me about your um, your company and um, what you're doing um, now. So here, I just want what advice can you give other teachers who might be afraid to go abroad um, and maybe to start a new venture? Because I know starting a business is the most, it's, it's a, a thrilling sensation, but at the same time, it's also extremely scary. I'm only going to speak for myself because oh, yeah. when it I is. started this company, I was really scared because I haven't had like, years and years of experience of living abroad like some people but I knew that I knew enough information to be able to give people and to help them so they wouldn't go through the same circumstances that I went through and so that was one thing and then when I started the next company that I started it was even in the scariest situation too I'm like oh people are gonna say something and I was worried about what other people thought and so never Yes. And then once I got out of the got that out of the way and was like, why do I care about what other people think? You know, 
Um, that will that will always hold you back. Yes. So, what advice can you guys give other people? And are you working? And also, so it's two questions. What advice can you give other teachers who are afraid to start a new venture or anything? And w- are you guys working on anything else too? Okay, I'll answer the teaching um like the advice for teaching abroad one. I would say that teaching abroad is definitely life-changing and I say do your research and just go for it honestly it's scary at first but if you are an open-minded person you will easily adapt to your new environment yes um some people have negative things to say and will even try to prevent you from going abroad but listen to yourself pray on it and please 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 do your research there are so many Facebook groups out there about teachers living abroad, especially black teachers living abroad. Mm-hmm. So join them, ask questions, and because teachers who have thought abroad are always willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's definitely an, op- an opportunity to experience another culture and see the world in a way no tourist can. It allows you to travel more, like we've said before, because compared to the teaching in the US, you get a lot more holidays. Um, because there's absolutely no way I would have been able to go to 46 countries if I was a teacher in the U.S. No. And also, depending on where you're teaching, you get to save more money. Yeah. Like Sierra was saying before, you don't get to pay. You're not paying. I'm not paying rent. It's just nice. I'm not paying no bills. My lights are always on. I'm sorry, environment, but <laughs> I'm not paying any light bills, um, electricity. So, and also remember, living and vacationing in a country is completely different. So... You get to truly uh, get to immerse yourself in that culture. Mm -hmm. So, yep. All right. Um, So what advice would you give um, um, Sierra or or Kiara, whoever wants to answer, like if someone wants to start a new business or just maybe a teacher who's not who's scared to get to just do um I'll answer the teacher who's scared um if you're scared honestly I I I would say it takes more of you to be afraid of doing something than to just do it um because you when you build mm-hmm. yourself up and you think of all the negative things that could happen that's what's going to hold you back but honestly you you can't live in and I and I say this to uh, in the nicest way I can't you can't live in your world or you can't live in your city and think you know everything because you don't you have to experience other places and just like they always say that that saying oh you go to a foreign country and you order McDonald's because that's what you know no you have to test and try everything it's like countries are like cars I feel like you don't just go onto the lot and say I'm gonna get that car you go onto the lot and you test drive that car you test drive that car so that may have that may be what it is you have to go and visit the country a little bit and like she said visiting is different from living because I visited Kuwait um, with my husband there he he lives there still currently I visited and it was different I went to the malls I went shopping we ate at nice restaurants but then when I lived there I was like, oh, wait, um, I got to I got to get a taxi. Hold on. I got to pay three KD for a taxi. How much is that in U.S. dollars? It's twelve dollars. Ooh, I'm not going to be able to go. I'm not going to be able to make it. I can't pay twelve dollars to get there and twelve dollars back. But you literally start thinking about everything and it's different. And you save. Oh, my God, you save so much. We came back and bought a house. Yes, you do. We yes. came back and bought a house. You save so much. You save so, 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 so much. Mm-hmm. And people think like, oh, you can't save. No, you can't save if you're going in there 
and you're yes, going you on can. the elite side of avenues and you're hitting up a uh, Louis Vuitton and Gucci every other weekend, no, you're definitely not going to be able to save. Mm-hmm. But if you can save half of your paycheck, I lived, and I kid you not, I lived off 100 KD, which is 330 US dollars every single month. That's all I spent. That's all I needed. Between my nails, my hair, and a, my massages at a spa time, that's all I needed because everything else was paid for. So you really have to think about what you, you can't go. You can go in it maybe year one, like, oh, I'm going to have fun, live, travel, and all that thing. But if you have a goal, keep that goal in mind. And know once you send your money home, and I say send it home, is because once you transfer it from your Kuwait account to your U.S. account, that money never leaves your U.S. Mm-hmm. account. It stays there and it just builds. So I say go for it. Live, do something yeah. free, take chances. Don't jump off of a boat because that's crazy or, you know, because I don't do heights. But do something fun and go and enjoy it and do your research. Look <laughs> look at different places and see. And when you're there, don't be a hermit and stay in the house because then you're going to have experience. Find a few people the two or three people that I talked to in Kuwait were still oh it's breaking up oh no she's breaking up really bad I'm disconnected I'm disconnected oh you were breaking up at the end and we couldn't really understand yeah and you are going and too I loved it but it was really good advice. What about you, Sierra? Is she there? What about you, Sierra? It just it Did just disconnected everybody? me. I just popped <laughs> back in. I'm still here. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. So, what about you, Sierra? She there? I don't know. Okay, so um, are you guys working on anything currently now? Like, um, how can we find, how can the viewers and listeners find you guys? You can reach us on our website, www.thepassportportal.com. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow us on Facebook at The Passport Portal. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So, and also if you know of any potential undergraduate or graduate student looking to study abroad and they don't have their passport, please send them our way. Good. And so I'm give so our, personal, um, our personal Instagram pages. And also too, if you don't know anybody and you want to support, please make a generous donation to it because that's yeah. how all of our passports are bought. They're bought through donations and sponsors from the community and people like you. That is so awesome. Perfect. I'm really <laughs> the I'm treasurer. So proud. Thank you, Kiara. Yes. I'm so proud. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I'm so proud of um what you what you've done, um, Holda. And I'm going to be reaching out to you guys because um next year with um with I teach, we're like I remember telling you before, and this was a while, probably like three years ago when I said this, that I wanted to do something where the high schoolers, you're working with college students, and I my intention was because I was thinking about my daughter was a gap year. 
um, gap year for uh, high schoolers, only high school seniors after they graduate high school for them to be able to travel abroad. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on the final steps of getting this, this project off the ground and, and running. So that'll be something that we can, I'm looking forward to doing and, and maybe speaking with you guys about and, um, Maybe working yes, with you sure. guys. Working with That'd you guys. That would be awesome. Um, so, guys, now you know how to reach them. If you know anyone who uh, college undergrad or graduate students who are who do not have a passport, um, go to their website, apply for the uh, mm-hmm. scholarship, I think you said. Yes. And then if you are selected, then they will reach out and contact you. But if you have questions, then go to their website and go to their Instagram page or their Twitter page or Facebook page and reach out to them. If you have questions about, um, you know, their business, how to get started. And if you um, are interested in traveling abroad, too. Um, Before we go, I always leave with a positive um, quote. Um, and this one is by Novel Ravikant, and it's learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you will be unstoppable. Um, I think that this quote is amazing because um, a lot of people don't really have the tenacity or sometimes they do have it. They don't have the tenacity or the drive, so to speak, um, to learn how to do both interchangeably. And so they kind of give up on themselves. And so I think if you can learn how to apply both of these skills, then you can be unstoppable. And during this specific time that we're in right now, unlike unlike what people are saying, people are spending a lot of money and they don't know where to spend their money at. So use your good judgment or your skills that you have to hone in on and create something that's going to bring some sort of generational wealth for you and your family. Um, If you are interested in teaching or moving abroad, you can go to our website. It's www.iteach.international. We are are going to start recruiting for the um, 2020 and 21 school year. And if you need help with your resume or CVs, we do that too. We also do business consulting. We help um, young entrepreneurs, not even just young, entrepreneurs, period. If you have a business idea, we help you with that as well. So we do everything. We do PDs for our schools and we do school recruitment for teachers and educators. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for Thank your you time so today. Much. It was lovely speaking with you guys and I wish you guys so much success in 2021. I can't wait for the world yes. to fully open so that way. I yes, can... and study abroad programs are open too. So, woo. Yes. So, so, so we can schedule some sort of girls trip and go out and travel yes. the world. <laughs> Oh, that'll be amazing. I need to travel. I need to do it. It's been almost one year. That's a shame. I need yeah. to I want to travel so bad. But mm-hmm. just being I just need to be patient. We so all have to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> it's we hard. Are, it is. It's so hard. It's so hard. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much and have a thank great you. rest of your day.
Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye, Kira. Bye. Bye. Bye.